Hello, everybody. Listen, I'm not going to sit here and sugarcoat this. I have not been on my game when it comes to this podcast. I did two episodes and then I went silent. Now, this wasn't because I didn't want to do it. It's not because I didn't even have a desire to do it. But I think for me, I'm realizing myself and understanding who I am and why I do what I do. So with that, Firstly, I apologize. And I might not even have that many viewers now, people that um, listen to this podcast and are going to want to know why I haven't posted in a while. But the day is coming. I'm standing on what God um, anointed me to do, and that is to impact people, to speak and to change lives. So with that being said, I want to do better. I will do better. And so, welcome to the Young Preacher Podcast. Listen, I'm not so sure what direction I want this podcast to go. I think I'm going to keep talking until I figure it out. So, let's talk. Being young and being in ministry is like super weird. Because I think on one hand... God has blessed you to do something so significant, so important, um, something that is going to be life-changing for those who interact, who listen, who understand it. But at the same time, because you're young, you're deemed as inexperienced. Nobody knows who you are. Nobody knows what you're capable of. And I think a lot of times for me, it puts me in a place where I feel like I'm not always respected for what I do, but I'm not always understood for what I do. I think in my family, everybody has always respected the calling, you know, that's on my life. And that that's huge. That's important. Um, They always, always, always have said, you know, oh, I, I well, I'll say it like this. I've always been seen as like everybody has been very proud of me. And I've loved that. That's important to me that people um, are proud of me because I believe that I have done the work, so to speak, to keep my hands clean, to do life the right way, to um, be an example, uh, not just for young people, but for old people, for people that believe, period. And for me to say that is a lot because let me start here. I have always been a very shy person. And I know it doesn't seem like that because I think a lot of people see me, they hear me talk, they see my countenance and they're like, this guy is not afraid of anything. But I'm always super nervous. I have nervous laughs, I have nervous tics because I never you know, imagine myself as being super confident with people that I don't know, people that I don't interact with. And I think for a lot of young people in ministry, this is the case. And then when we come out of our shell, people always have the same reaction of, oh, like, I didn't think you were going to be like this. I didn't know you were going to be like this. I didn't um, imagine that you're going to uh, 
you know, be this funny or be this real or be this uh, transparent. And for me, I used to always be like, mm, well, okay. Um, I don't know how to take that. I mean, maybe because I'm in ministry, you thought I was going to be boring and stuck up. Or maybe you thought that I just wasn't going to be um, worth, you know, the time to input to get to know me because you think, oh, he's a preacher, you know, can't do nothing around him, can't say anything around him because that's how they, that you know, that's how I'm going to come off. So I think immediately I'm always so shy, quiet because I don't want to ever come off as something that I'm not. So me trying to be all up in people's face, say, hey, how you doing? What's up? Let, let's do this. Let's do that. That's not me. So I, I always believe that relationships and me interacting with people and different things like that should happen organically. Because if they don't, then you have to always play a part when interacting with people. Because as soon as you stop doing that, then it's like, oh, you've changed. Oh, you acting weird. So I always kind of made sure that I, I, I stayed a certain uh, 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 type of way, a certain countenance, a certain uh, demeanor at all times so that whatever um, a relationship becomes, it is natural and organic. So with that being said, like I was saying, like, you know, growing up, being a young person in ministry, everybody has always been like, oh, this boy right here, he can insert whatever it is. So it used to be he can preach, he can sing, you know, he can do these things. And I was defined by what most people were most proud of me for doing. And so for the longest time, it was that 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 was the introduction. Oh, this is my you know, this is my cousin, Trevor. He can sing or this is my cousin uh trevor he can preach or this is my nephew trevor he can do insert and so in everything i did church work school i was defined by the things that i did well but many times people didn't fully understand who i was as a person because i didn't let that part show because i was afraid like i said that if I try to go in as, you know, the fit in person trying to fit in um, once that, you know, social clock and social meter got down and got low and I wasn't talking as much, I wasn't interacting as much. It was, oh, well, you've changed or, oh, you you know, you're not the same person. So I was always scared of people feeling and thinking that I was not authentically me. So I made sure that I kept myself one way, one-sided, so that I never had to um, deal with someone feeling as though I've changed on them. Now, why is that? I have no idea. <laughs> like, I think the biggest uh, problem and issue that I had was that I just, I didn't feel the pull or tug to to challenge myself to be different. I didn't challenge myself to make those changes. 
So I think that that Trevor, that person, that that persona, you know, started, you know, at an early age. I don't I can't even fully probably tell you. I mean, I think a lot of times we think we think that we see ourselves like the best when honestly, there are a lot of things about ourselves um, that we don't even notice. We don't even understand. We don't even connect with. Um, so I think I would say it started, um, maybe in middle school, you know, sixth, seventh grade, I kind of decided to be like that. And so everybody saw, you know, a person that was always like, always best foot forward, you know, always had to be best foot forward, Trevor. Now, you know, my mom and dad, siblings, aunts and uncles might have said that 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 ideology for me and that persona for me started earlier but i'm saying for me this is what i you know what i remember so i like i think of times like in middle school i think middle school was an interesting time for me because as a person who has certain likes certain thoughts certain uh wants we try to fit ourselves into the, uh, I want to say like the, the overall culture, the overall culture. So I remember middle school, I went to a school that was heavily into sports. Now, listen, I was not like, I wasn't a huge sports person when I was younger. I've you know, recently more in my older years, I like sports a little bit more. I enjoy them. But then, like, I wasn't worried about sports. Didn't like them. Didn't care for them. Didn't fully even understand what most of it was. I didn't understand basketball. Didn't understand football. Didn't understand soccer. Didn't, didn't understand none of it. I'm going to just be honest with you. But I think for me... I always said, you know, I wanted, to, I want to fit in, but I never wanted to fit in as far as becoming uh, someone that I wasn't in order to fit in. But I was right in the middle where I said, like, I want to interact with people on every level. So you know what I did? I joined the football team. Now, listen, didn't think much of that. But even in those times of stepping into, you know, the realms and spaces where I probably wasn't that comfortable, I realized that God was calling me to stand out. I'll never forget. I'll never forget. I'll never forget. Um, we, you know, everybody knows when school starts, you, you, you go get your new shoes for school. <laughs> And everybody, you know, everybody gets Nikes, Jordans, Adidas, you know, they get the, the whatever is new and whatever's out at the time. So me, <laughs> I wanted so badly to have a pair of all leather Sperry boat shoes. Listen. I, listen, I wanted those shoes so bad. 
Now, everybody else is wearing Nikes and Jordans. They're wearing these tennis shoes, and I wanted these leather, um, Sperry, you know, uh, topsider boot, uh, boat shoes. I wanted these shoes so bad, and I got them. And I will wear them to school. Um, I'd wear, I used to have my, my, my go-to shoes is I will, I will wear my Sperry's and I will wear some polo, uh, whatever those leather, big, big clunky snow boots that was in at the time. Those, those were my two go-tos and I will wear those. And every time that I wore my Sperry's, you know, I would not get much, um, I, I, nobody would really talk about me bad for wearing those, you know, because, you know, of course, you know, Sperry, it, it was kind of in that the day but people didn't really wear, um, people didn't really wear them like that. But, um, I always noticed that teachers would always compliment me on the way that I would dress. Now, mind you, I went to a school, we wear, we were wearing uniforms, um, we're wearing uniforms. So, I mean, everybody's dressed the same, essentially, essentially everybody's dressed the same, you know, your button up shirt, khaki pants, shoes, shirts tucked in, blah, blah, blah. But everybody would compliment me on the way that I carried myself because I would always have on, you know, my slacks would be ironed, belt matched the shoes, shirt tucked in, always to the top button, you know, I even, I'm talking in middle school, I used to wear a watch. I'm not even going to lie. And so even though me and myself, I would always present myself a certain way, even with trying to be on the football team, even with, you know, trying to make friends on my level, you know, even just being who I was, I always carried myself in a way and I didn't even realize that who I was and what I was and how I carried myself was different from everybody because I think my individuality was so strong within myself that it was pouring out and I didn't even realize it. You know, it wasn't it wasn't that I wanted to wear the spirits to be different. It was I wanted to wear them because I liked them. I wanted to wear them because they looked nice. I wanted to wear them because who I was, you know, connected with that style more than wearing the Jordans, more than, you know, doing these other things. So I think for the longest time, I did not realize that who I was, was innate. It was something that I didn't even have to think about. And so while I was trying to make sure that I stayed a certain way so nobody ever thought that I was weird or different or was changing up on them, that I was missing the point and the things that made me unique because they were things that I didn't even have to think about. And when I realized that, which was honestly years later, maybe even in college when I finally came to that realization, I started functioning my life different. I started being more boastful about who I was and what I liked. I started understanding that God created me in a way that had nothing to do with anybody else. You know, I think that part for me changed the way that I lived. 
I told my wife the other day, um, we were getting dressed to go to a meeting and um, I, I, I got dressed in, in my, in the outfit, you know, that I was wearing and she was like, babe, you look so nice. You look so nice. You know, why, like what, what makes you want to put that on today? Like, why you want to dress like that today? And I said something and it, and it literally just came out of my mouth and then I and we kind of looked at each other like, did you just say that? But it was, it was such a, it, it was such a real moment for me. And I said, I'm tired of shrinking myself. And it came out of my mouth, and I was like, huh? Like I, I like I, I didn't even. I've never said that out loud. I, I think. I realized that who I was always reached for the button down and, you know, and the boat shoes or the leather shoes or the nice, you know, the nice dress shoes. And I said, I have to wear tennis shoes. I have to wear sweatpants. I got to wear hoodies because I never want to be the person that's dressed up or the person that, you know, looks different out of everybody that's in the room. But then one day it hit me that that is what makes me me. And it has nothing to do with me being a young preacher, being in ministry, being a person that wants to get get and gain respect. It is me. And I think for so long, I thought that who I was was me trying to be something, you know, that was not not saying like that it was something that I wasn't, but me trying to be, you know, something that was palatable for other people. And it's like, no, me changing who I am is trying to be palatable for other people. But me being authentically me, doing what I want, wearing what I want, liking what I want. That's who I am. And I think life, you know, from trying to be the person, you know, I wanted to join sports. I wanted to, um, you know, look and feel like everyone else. But the things that I enjoyed and the things that made me me were the things that I wanted beyond what I thought people would like. If I wanted it because I liked it and because I enjoyed it and because it makes sense for me. Those were the things that I had to learn that I have to start going after. So I start to pray and I'm like, God, make, you know, make me a one of a kind. I want to be authentically me and everything that I do. And so I saw that and realized and it goes back to even what I began to say in the podcast. I've wanted this podcast. I've wanted to, you know, have this place and space to talk and be. And I realized that this podcast doesn't even have to be about, you know, the idea of being a young preacher. But me simply being on here, I am who I am. And my life, you know, Every moment has not been a ministry moment. 
Everything that I've learned has not been a, oh, I learned this because I'm in ministry. No, I learned this because I'm alive. And who I am, you know, it will always be a part of my identity to be a young preacher or to be a young person in ministry or, you know, or whatever. But those things do not make me who I am, but they are indicators and innate things that are a part of who I am. If I go anywhere, I'm still going to be Trevor, the young preacher, because or the young person in ministry, because that's who that 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 is a part of who I am. But there are so many other things about me innate and unplanned and naturally that make up who I am. And so I think when I realized that, when I understood that, it brought me into a new understanding of how God made me. Like, I think me as a husband and as a friend, it's like there was a season in my life where I came into friendships and relationships and, 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 and pastoring people even that I have to, you know, give them the best version of myself. Not even realizing that sometimes the best version of myself was not necessarily going to be a good version of myself. Hello. It, 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 it wasn't even going to be a version of myself that maybe I was proud of in the moment. But I think it's realizing that my best was enough that made the difference. I think when you try to fit in, you're always going to realize that there's going to be a part of you that can never be fully and holistically who you are. Because if you're trying to fit in, there's going to be parts of you that don't fit. And so whether you're going to cut that piece off and, you know, save it for a time where it could be used or you're going to say this comes with me. And if that means that every part of me doesn't fit in and every piece of me isn't, you know, palatable for what you want, then so be it. I'll not fit in. And I think this is not to say that like trying to fit in is wrong. And I think many people won't say that because we have such a generation that's like, oh, don't fit in, stand out. Oh, don't fit in, stand out. That there are a lot of us who in order to stand out, we become something that we're not. You know, we try to go overboard because it's known that, you know, if you're just the status quo, you're nothing and you're not worth it. But I think I have to I have to encourage you that you by yourself without anything else, nothing else connected to you, not a name, not a brand, not a fashion, not clothes, not cars, not money, you, you're enough. And this is not to say that the 
things that you do and the changes that you make in your life are not for positive gain. They very much well could be. You changing, you, 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 um, coming into a newness in yourself, that's great. But understand that if you never did that, you're still enough. And I think um, this is not a podcast to just be so, oh, we're going to encourage you every two seconds. But I think for me, it has been such a blessing to realize, to understand, to be encouraged to know that I was enough. Ha! Newsflash, you're enough. And I mean, I don't want to say the same thing every time I get on here. I want there to be a lot of different things that um, come about and a lot of things that change from this. But just a simple time to sit here and say, you're enough. And the most important thing that you need to understand is that whenever you get done, you're going to realize that you being enough is going to be enough for you to go and change everything about the world that you're in and make it better. So with that, I mean, there's not much more I can say. So let's pray. Father, I honor you for the ability to help people realize that no matter what comes with them, no matter what comes from them, that they have uniquely been anointed to change the world that they live in, that their world, their ethos, their connection to the unknown parts of them are what make them truly and uniquely made. That I pray that you would begin to allow them to lean into those things see those things, encourage them to be acknowledged in those things, that you will change them from the inside out and there will be nothing about their life that will be the same because they've come in contact with everything you've willed and purposed for them to do in this world. I thank you for that and I praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. See y'all next week.